The 50th episode of the Say What Again Billy podcast is in loving memory of Rose Picone, Matthew Galante, Carmine Barisi, and Patrick McGovern. Hey everybody, welcome to the 50th episode of the Say What Again Billy podcast. I like to thank everybody that has made the jump to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Google Podcasts, and all the other outlets that carry my podcast. All my repeat listeners that do that on a weekly basis, I like to thank you and to anyone new tuning in. This is my 50th episode. The Say What Again Billy podcast started because of the love I had for paranormal. I used to do the paranormal investigation thing and I wasn't able to do it for quite some time. And when I got the Anchor app and heard about Anchor, it was a way of you know letting myself express my love for the paranormal and the knowledge I have and still to partake in something that I like, you know, a hobby that I enjoyed. And we are at the 50th episode. So I really would like to thank all my return listeners and new listeners that I will keep on giving you this paranormal podcast full of conspiracies, folklore, urban legends, tall tales, and UFO and ghost talk, everything that falls into the paranormal category. So to kick off this episode, we got some science fiction paranormal news and some news that's actually um, in the archaeology or... um, archaeology, history, dinosaur category, ancient crocodile discovered with tiny dinosaur in its stomach, as per IGN.com, fossilized remains of a Confractosuchus saracatonus, I don't know if I pronounced that right, but it sounded good, were discovered in Australia and researchers found a tiny orthnopod dinosaur in its 95 million year old stomach, so we are still actually uncovering fossils, they are not done being uncovered, and I'm sure there's many more out there that we just keep walking over and we still have yet to discover and this past tuesday because this episode is on the 23rd february 22nd 2022 will be a once in a 248 year event pluto is going to conjunct which means return to the united states the last time this happened was on july 4th 1776 the exact founding day of the united states of america Astrologically, Pluto brings destruction and rebirth. Rome fell when Pluto returned. So this is some crazy numbers that we have going on here. Um, You know, we could take anything and turn it into some kind of natural um, disaster or disaster-to-be type formula. People can make a conspiracy theory basically out of three or four um, non- true statements or really formulate some time of some type of conspiracy but uh we'll get into some of that talk in regards to that later in the podcast 
Now, for quite some time, I've been wanting to do an episode about the meaning of life. And I needed some some time to really formulate what I was going to talk about. But I feel like at this point in time, it is the perfect opportunity to talk about the meaning of life. And again, this podcast, there are a lot of things I speak of that have been talked about on TV shows or with parapsychologists, paranormal investigators, things about UFOs that have taken to the airways now officially that I spoke about, um, cryptids, which are you know not scientifically proven, but are in theory out there. I talk about a lot of stuff in the category of the paranormal, and some things may or may not be true, especially when it comes to ghosts, because there's not a lot of people that, I would say 50%, out of a hundred will believe in paranormal about ghosts and things like that. There's people that believe in ghosts that don't believe in UFOs. There's people that believe in UFOs that don't necessarily believe in ghosts. However, um, what I speak about is from what I learned and cannot be taken obviously literally. But if you're a fan of this type of talk or this topic, then you listen and you gather your thoughts on what I said and, you know, you take it from there. So this is basically an episode about my theory and what life possibly means. Um, so I actually wanted to take it back and this is going to be somewhat of a personal episode. So bear with me here. Uh, I lost my grandfather back in 2002. It was the first week, January 9th. Um, and I was in high school and it was my first family death. Before this, I have never experienced, and knock on wood, hope to not experience any more losses in my family anytime soon. So there was something about that day and a particular song that was I was playing, and I believe it was a Billy Joel song that I continued to listen to all day until something came up, a phone call, and my mom told me my grandfather passed away. Now, at that time, I really didn't know the condition of my grandfather, that he was, in fact, in bad shape. And ultimately, he passed away from his sickness. He had a cancer, I believe, and he was bedridden for quite some time and not really living the best life or his end of days. And that hit me. You know, I cried the whole nine. Funeral was really rough, and that was that. Now, back in May of 2017, 2018, um, sorry, I get my ears mixed up here. I have my grandmother's mask card actually in my room, but because I'm recording, it's one of those dates, but it was definitely in May. And um, my grandmother passed away. Now, my grandmother was 93 years old, and she was my family's rock. She watched me and my brother because my mother and father always worked and she was blocks away and she would walk from Fowler Avenue, which is in Morris Park, four or five blocks down to Lurding, climb up four flights of stairs because the building that we lived in had no elevator, watch us, pick us up from school and do it pretty much damn near every day, even on Saturdays if my mom had to work. She was our rock. She really did genuinely help raise me from when I was a kid at a very young age of two to three, all the way up until uh, when I was in eighth grade, where I started to pick up my brother because my grandfather had gotten ill and she needed to be home and take care of him. And when I last saw my grandmother, I knew it was coming because she was 
gripping the top of her nose with her hand and she was shaking. And I asked my aunt who, you know, was her caretaker and lives still in the same house with my other aunt, you know, is she okay? And she's like, you know, yeah, she's, she's fine. That's just the nature of my aunt to, to say, and to say things, even though it may not be all right. And I kissed her on her forehead and I knew that when I walked out of there that day, that would be the last time I see my grandmother. And um, I had just started a bouncing job. I was a bouncer for a club and a catering hall that was all inside of this hotel and I had just started. And the phone rang and my mom said, uh, Grandma's gone, she passed away. I was there with her when it happened. And I stood there on the phone and my wife looked up at me because she saw my face and I said, oh, Jesus, this is terrible. And I was sad, but I didn't cry because I knew that she had lived a life, full life. When you pass 90, man, you are, you know, you, you get God, God blessed, you know, God blessed when you pass 90. And, um, at 34, at 35 years old, the way I feel, I'm lucky if I make it. You know, with my work that I do and the pain, the pains and the aches that I'm having, like every year is a different pain that one that I have now on my side that my aunt, who's a doctor, swears it's a muscle pain. It's been for, like literally two, three months now. And um, I'm afraid of doctors, so I'm eventually going to have to go. But um, she lived in 93, getting off my problems, but she lived in 93. So I necessarily didn't cry I was, of course, I was sad, but I just took a step back and realized that at 93 years old, she lived a life. And her last year and change wasn't great. You know, she didn't really get out much because she couldn't really walk. If we had a family event, it was tough for her to get in and out of the house. Even if she lived in the basement, it only had to climb like three steps to the sidewalk to get to the car. Um, she, she was ill on my brother's wedding. So she actually had to stay home and my aunt had to take care of her and my aunt, other aunt came. Um, it was, you know, it, it, when the quality of life becomes, you know, non-existent, it, it inevitably, not to sound a certain way, but if you're up there in age and your quality of life is terrible, you know, sometimes it's best to just to rest, you know, eternal sleep. Um... And I'm sorry if that came off like some type of way, but I think for the most part you understand what I'm saying because I know personally that if I'm bedridden and I'm sick and I'm in my 80s and I can't get out of bed and someone's changing my diapers and cleaning me and I'm not getting outside because I love to be outside. It took a beautiful, it was beautiful out today, 65 degrees in February, and I took a walk. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to necessarily think I'd want to be there anymore. I think it'd, it'd be time, and I come to realize that a lot of older people, um, th it's not that they don't fear passing away. It's just they come to a realization, it's time. And I feel like you grow old mentally and physically and you, you come to this inner peace that it's going to happen and you come to terms with it. And I was having a conversation with a coworker the other day, briefly, that he just briefly said, you know, thinking of death scares me. And I said, I think it scares everybody, even the tough guys and the tough gals that say they're not afraid of it, but you, you can't help but not think about it, that what happens, you know, I, I do a podcast on paranormal and what happens after death and who really knows, you know, and this leads me to the next talking point. Um, and yes, this 
this is correlates with the meaning of life episode. In the last few years, I have lost so many friends, countless, countless friends. And the first friend that I lost was a friend that I met when I worked, when I first worked at the Bronx Zoo. And I currently still work at the Bronx Zoo. And I met this police officer. His name was Pat McGovern. And he was such a nice guy. And we became friends instantly. And he passed away of, you know, a few years back now of cancer. I remember him telling me the news when he found out. And they, he had ups and downs and we thought he was going to beat it. And then one day I got a call from a mutual friend. And he said, you got to go see Pat because um, he might not make it out of the weekend out of Sloan Hospital. And I ran down to Manhattan and I spent time with him. And he was such a straight edge guy that instead of, you know, worrying about himself, he's like, I'm going to be all right. You know, that's the first thing he said to me. I'm going to be, I walk in, I'm going to be all right, Billy. It, it, it happens. It's a bump in the road and tries to console me because he knew how much I cared for him. And I was telling him all this news about a job that didn't come didn't come about, but at the, that point in time, it was going to happen, possibly. Telling him the news, and he wanted to hear, and he was like, you know, good, good. And, and I spent about two hours there, and that was my max, seeing a friend dying. He was had jaundice. His organs were failing. Uh, jaundice occurs when, you know, your liver or kidney start to fail. Your skin is not, you know, your blood, your everything's not getting filtered and your skin becomes yellow. And not only that, he was on chemotherapy. So, you know, that kind of makes your skin turn a yellowish color and, and you experience jaundice. And um, I didn't want to see him like that no more. Uh, I told him I loved him. Uh, pat his hand. And I left. And about a few days later, he went to um, another hospital. And he passed away, and that wake was hard. I was went to the wake in police uniform. I, for those who don't know, um, currently a auxiliary police officer. I've been doing it for about nine years. So because he was in the precinct that I was volunteering out of, because auxiliary is a volunteer program, I went in Class A uniform and got to experience his funeral. Uh, in the eyes, in cover of being in a police uniform. And there's things about fire department, police, any MOS, which is member of service, their funerals definitely hit different. There's bagpipes and people just turning out from all different areas of where he lived in all police departments. And the send-off for him was what he deserved. That's because that's the type of guy that he was. Um, he also was someone that was a 9-11 um, responder. He got this cancer, which is believed he got the cancer from responding to 9-11. He was one of the thousands of people that were digging through rubble trying to find body parts because no one at that point was considered to be alive. And uh, he got this cancer believed from the events of 9-11. That was a super hard, super hard um, day to say goodbye to a friend like that. And there's nothing I would want more to, but to tell him that my police um, 
pursuit didn't go according to plan, but I ended up returning to a place that I missed so much when I left it originally 16 years ago. I met Pat at the Bronx Zoo, loved the Bronx Zoo, left, worked for a hospital, which I won't drop names, that was probably some of the worst experiences in my life. Worst job probably I ever had in regards to how I was treated and what went on there. And when I left, I wanted to go back to there to the zoo so bad, so bad. And it didn't work out. And the reason it didn't work out is I should have got a full-time job after being seasonal for five years. But for some reason, two other people that came in after me got hired. Now keep this in mind because it's getting to some form of a point later on. And when I left, I was so upset and I had this job and I started off at the hospital in in a department and then eventually transferred to another department because I wanted weekends off and holidays and everything. And I got my wish, but at a cost. And in May of 2021, I ended up getting a job right back to where I loved and where I wanted to be at the Bronx Zoo. And when I got that job, I really, really wanted to be able to to tell my friend Pat, (coughs) like, hey, bud, I'm back at the zoo, you know, where we became friends. And unfortunately for Pat, how NYPD works is certain areas where public is in abundance. Police officers are stationed at these places, um, some of them for the season. It goes by seasons, obviously, in New York because of the weather. And some of them are seasonal. So NYPD, some of them stay full year, all year round. Some of them are seasonal based on the time of the year it is. So like Orchard Beach, for instance, is where I where I walk today. Um, cops will go there for the season. So the kickoffs for the season is Memorial Day, obviously. And then they will go there all the way up until Labor Day. And um, then the police officers won't be there until the following year. However, at the Bronx Zoo, um, there's police officers when the season kicks off in the month of April. And there are full-time cops that are there 24-7 all year round because the zoo is operational all year round. Before Pat got cancer, my friend Pat, he had told me that he had landed a full-time position or stay at the Bronx Zoo. And I was like, man, that's great. Um, so when I got the job back at the Bronx Zoo, you know, I wanted to talk to him so bad. And um, it's just funny how it worked out because I was trying to become a police officer for a county in New York and hadn't heard anything. And on his birthday, months after I took the physical test and passed, on his birthday, which is tomorrow, he I got a call from the police that I was trying, the county of police officers that I was trying to attempt to get on board with. And it was a detective reaching out to me to come in and start the paperwork and do everything. Um, which was like the second or third stage of of a process to become a police officer. And um, I knew it was my friend's birthday that day. And it would have been, you know, his 44th or 45th birthday. And it was his, at that time, third or fourth year in heaven. We like to believe that, at least. And um, I told 
my wife what the phone call was about. And right after that, I teared up and I said, you know, today's Pat's birthday. And um, I got emotional because, you know, I wanted to always become a cop. And that phone call that day on his birthday, after months of me waiting and thinking it would be over. So now when that happened, that phone call, um, COVID literally kicked in a month later and shut down everything. And then a lot of other things ensued um, during COVID and the opportunity for me to be a, a police officer in that county went by the wayside. Um, a lot of factors came about. Nothing, I don't think, me personally, I actually had someone look into it for me. Um, and it was not because of me, it was because of other events that were going on during the events in summer of COVID that led to me not getting on. And then you fast forward to May of 2021 and I ended up going back to a place that I absolutely loved. Now, yet the job has changed quite a bit since I last worked at the zoo. It's a little bit more work and it's a little bit more tedious. Um, but ultimately I'm back where I love to be and I made tons of new friends. And I really sat down the other day because there's an opportunity, fingers crossed, I don't really want to jinx it. I'm knocking on wood again. But um, I haven't been there a year yet and there's another opportunity that I might be able to advance up to another department, which would mean more money and learning and more traits and more skills involved. And um, I, I kind of just feel that this is all some form of sign how things panned out. I didn't get the job. My friend passed away. Getting the phone call, I didn't get the job at the police office, uh, police officers in that county. Friend, the call comes on my friend's birthday who passed away. And then I end up full circle back at a place I loved, never really wanted to leave. And where I met my friend who is no longer here. Um, and I'm talking about it today, a day before his birthday. So it kind of like, you have to think about life in its meaning, which I'm getting at is that, you know, do things happen and give you a sign to do certain things? You know, was this all a master sign for me to go back to the zoo and be there full time as opposed to keep pursuing a career in law enforcement? And as we know nowadays, law enforcement is a risky career. You know, it is a career where you can lose your life in the pursuit of justice and protecting others. And it's also a career where, you know, you are at the mercy in certain cities and states of people that are out to do no good. And there are certain laws in certain certain cities and states that kind of proactively help criminals. And there's certain states that are very hard on it. And I know, for instance, in New York City, crime has gone up significantly. And being a cop in New York City and working with them as an auxiliary, um, a lot of them are afraid to do their job because repercussions of their actions and trained tactics that they are taught in the academy um, make the news and the news and media has a bad habit of painting a picture for people to analyze police officers as bad guys. As bad guys. And that's my opinion. And it does happen. And yes, there are events and cases where police officers, um, the few, not the many, the few, because in every orchard there's a few bad trees uh, in an apple orchard. You know, there are some police officers that are not 
should not be wearing the badge. And those are the ones that ruin it and start the slander and the bad rep that we see on the news. So um, ultimately, to get back on track, the... Um, you hear my cat in the background. The signs that led me to going back to where I met my one of my good friends, it all went full circle and I am back at the Bronx Zoo. And I really sat and thought about it the other day because the opportunity, the new opportunity I have there and I would be like, you know, if Pat was around, I would have this conversation with him and he would be like, look at you, you know. Um, before Pat passed away, he was telling me something too. Um, he told me quite a few times that I should think twice about becoming an NYPD officer or going to be a cop in general. You know, don't be a cop, do something else. Um, and then I would joke with him. I'm like, aren't you the one that told me to go get more credits and do this and do that? And, um, you know, he did say that. I know I'm not just imagining him saying that like he said to go get credits but he says you know rethink becoming a cop and here I am today um happy I am happy that I'm not where I used to work at this hospital I'm happy that I'm back at the zoo and I'm happy that I made new friends and have a relationship with everyone there and for the most part I would say you know a lot of people do like me um now after my friend Pat passed away I had a tragic loss of a friend that I grew up with playing softball, um, Carmine, who got into just last February, um, Thursday, uh, I'm sorry, Friday, the 25th, okay? So my friend Pat passed away, and his birthday's on the 24th, and my friend Carmine got into a really bad snowmobile accident on February 25th of 2021 and lost his life, um... And it's going to be a year on Friday. And that news was probably the worst I've ever gotten. Because it was sudden and tragic. I knew my friend Pat was sick. I knew my grandmother was sick and old. Um, but this was me getting a phone call from my best friend. Who, because of Carmine, I became best friends with this particular person. Calling me hysterical crying while I was at my old job driving. Saying that Carmine's not... He's dead. He's gone. I'm like, what? And trying to register this while I'm driving at work killed my whole day. Ruined it. And the circumstances were just insane how it happened. Um, Snowmobile accident, firefighter, wife was pregnant with their second kid, and something that shouldn't happen. Um, That was one of the hardest wakes I have ever went to. And um, sitting there at night thinking about a multitude of things like, why would this happen? If there's a God, why would he let this happen? You know, what was his final thoughts? You know, it's just so much stuff. You know, when you lose someone, especially like that, goes through your mind. And you really ask yourself, why does certain things happen? You know, why? Why did he go that day? Was there some form of signs that was telling him not to go, but he went, but he went anyways, you know, what, what happened? And you really start to think about his situation and his family and, you know, what did they take things for granted? And I know for a fact that after Carmine passed away, 
in that manner, in that tragedy, that I started to really appreciate certain things and treat my family and friends a hell of a lot differently. Um, because you never know, right? So then it really leaded me to talking about it on this episode because the meaning of life after all this tragedy that I just talked about, me coming full circle back to a job that I loved and left and came back, meeting one of my best friends at this place and him being gone and kind of warning me, his last kind of when he was healthy saying, don't be a cop. And now I'm back there and his birthday's tomorrow and I'm leading on to a different position in the, in the workplace that I'm at now, the zoo. The tragedy of my friend Carmine. It just makes me think a lot differently. And I'm sure people have gone through their losses and their outlook becomes different. And the reason I mentioned my friend Carmine, it was sudden. So what should you do, you know, to to not have a regret? You know, you, you have to be a good person. Love your family. Tell them I love you. Don't fight. Don't fight with your friends. Squash the beefs that you have. Go out and enjoy good days. Don't go to bed angry. And, you know, just live your life. And we, and we ask ourselves, why do these things happen? You know, like, what is the meaning of life? Why do things like this happen? Right? Why would we live a life for these bad things to happen? People passing away from cancer and accidents that take life suddenly. All the events that are going on in the world right now, which I don't even want to get into because I never want to talk about that subject on the air of a podcast. You know, ultimately, in my opinion, you're supposed to live your best life. And I think you are supposed to, not even going to include religion in this, but I think the better of person that you are and the nicer you are will forever let people, when you pass, remember you that of the person you were. You know, the people that I lost were great people and they are remembered every day, telling stories about them to this day. And if you were a negative person, you wouldn't really be remembered like that. People still talk about my friend Pat. People still talk about, you know, Carmine's fairly recent, my friend Carmine. It's going to be a year on Friday that he passed away. But people talk about him and we have these stories. And I know that when I talk to my friend Rico, who is his best friend, and because of Carmine, I became best friends with Rico, we have stories that we always talk about, you know? And... If you're a good person and your time comes, you want to be remembered like that. You don't want to be remembered as, uh, excuse my French, a dickhead. You understand? You, you want to live your life as best as possible and be remembered when you pass away as a good person. You want to do good things. You don't want to be a negative person. You want to live your life as, a, as best as possible and be remembered as, wow, that person was a nice guy, nice girl, and he did everything he could possibly could for people. And that's my opinion because life ultimately is short. You know, you live your life to enjoy it, to experience all the emotions, and then you're no longer here. And the only thing I'll say about religion is when you finally, you know, when we all finally go and we close our eyes for the last time and take that last breath, we're going to know what happens. You may cease to exist. You may go up a white staircase to the pearly gates and live in eternity with your maker 
whether it be Jesus, God, or whatever religion you are involved in, you might be reincarnated, which is something I spoke about recently. Or, you know, to get real biblical, which I try not to do, but sleep until whatever happens, happens. And I know it's hard to be positive or be a good person in this day and age because the news and what is going on in the world, it's hard. If you watch the news and you're on social media, I feel like it be, it will make you it'll make you crazy. I find myself on my personal account, you know, reading things and I'm like, did this really happen? And you go online and you research it and you get mad. Um, part of the reason I deleted Facebook is it became too toxic and I got rid of Facebook and I don't even use my podcast page on Twitter because just too much stuff that I see on there. And I use Instagram because for the most part, Instagram actually takes, doesn't show the politics in the news as much as other social media outlets. Um, So it's hard to say be a good person and live a good life and not stress when what we're experiencing, especially in the last few years between COVID and everything going on in, you know, in states and cities, it's, it's really tough. But what I can't say is, in my opinion, the meaning of life is to be a good person and you got to really try your hardest to be positive, to help people. You know, stay healthy. It's okay to snack and pig out here and there, but you know, go on a straight week where you eat clean and you know, add to your longevity by you know eating right and doing the right things and trying to work out and be with your family and tell your family that you love them. You know, try to spend time with them. You know, my dad's getting up there in age, and I'm might me personally try to see him twice a week because of my job. You know, but. We made a new thing where Thursday's our day to hang out until my mom gets her new schedule and then we'll figure it out from there. Um, You know, you just got to connect with everyone that you love and stay as genuine of a person as you can be because no one remembers someone that's mean. No one remembers a dickhead. But like my friends Carmine and Pat, people that knew them, they'll never ever forget them. And now to close off, when I met my wife, we didn't go the first year, but the second year um, we went because my daughter was born in July and she used to go to Long Beach Island, New Jersey every year since she was 15. She said to me, we have to go the second year because um, our daughter will be a year old. And we got to go so I can show you how nice it is. I said, okay. I told my friend Pat, yeah, we're, we're going to some place called LBI, Long Beach Island, New Jersey. My friend Pat says, I go out there every year. I've been asking you to come out with me. And never took him up on that offer because I couldn't, you know, for some reason didn't go. So um, now when I go to LBI, every time I'm there, I think about, you know, I should have went with my friend Pat. And I found it, Ironic that my wife that I met went to the same spot that he would go every year. And in some way, if you just sit down and really think about things that happen, I'm a firm believer that certain things that happen and certain people you meet are not coincidental. They may be signs. They may be hints. They may be destiny. But I feel like within the last few years, I have seen a lot of signs and have gotten a lot of um, hints to certain things. And since last year with the sudden passing and tragic passing of my friend Carmine, 
I have really changed my outlook on a lot of things. Try to be the best person I can possibly be. Follow the signs, follow the hints, and just be as good as possible because your time on this earth is very short. At any moment, you might not be here. So every moment that you are, you make the best of it. And in my opinion, that is the meaning of life. I like to thank the Anchor app for giving me this opportunity to have my 50th episode of my paranormal podcast, the Say What Again Billy podcast. And if you have not heard about Anchor, Anchor is the free app that allows you to get your podcasting idea out there and put your episodes and your ideas on platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many other outlets. Anchor is entirely free, and you can use it from your phone, tablet, or computer, and they will give you everything you need to edit and air your episodes on all the outlets I named. So I would like to thank the Anchor app for doing that, and if you have your ideas and you have a podcast you would like to do, I would suggest downloading Anchor and giving it a go. And this episode is in loving memory of Patrick McGovern and Carmine Barisi. This has been another episode of the Say What Again Billy podcast.